You are locked in to Locked on Badgers on a Friday, last episode of the week. My name is Asher Lowe, and I am a Badger insider, the site editor at BadgersWire.com for USA Today Sports, a former play-by-play broadcaster for many Badger sports. Getting back to that very soon when I get back to Madison. But most importantly, of course, I'm your host right here on the Locked on Badgers podcast, bringing you an insider student perspective, being someone fresh out of Madtown, filled with stats, filled with special guests, filled with recruiting knowledge, insight, info, and interviews, and of course, filled with all things Wisconsin sports. Ladies and gentlemen, we are seven days away. If you've made it with me through on this show, if you just found us, thank you for joining the Lockdown Badgers community, but if you've made it with me for a few months on this show with no sports, with questions about is the Big Ten playing or they're not playing, guys, on Monday, I'm going to give you an episode that is an episode that's within a game week. It is game week next week. Five episodes for you next week, Monday through Friday, and on Friday, a special Locked On Live pregame show that will be at AOW underscore 33 at Locked On Badgers. Stay tuned for that. I'll be going live with the Locked On Big Ten host, Ben Stevens. We're going to have a ton of fun previewing the Wisconsin game, but also previewing the rest of the Big Ten slate. So what better way to start this episode then with some power rankings. Before I get to power rankings, today's episode is brought to you by Built Go, the protein energy gel of your dreams. More about Built Go a little bit later in the episode. Best energy source I've ever tried that comes in a small, easy-to-use form. Very portable. BuiltGo.com for energy gel that will change your life. And now, some power rankings to start off our Friday episode. Power rankings... The entire Big Ten Conference, we're going to go from bottom to top. I'm going to give you takes on all of them and why they're listed where they are on this list. 14 teams, ready, set, here we go. Let's do it. Starting at 14, and this is going to be a weird start because I'm about to tell you why I like this team, yet you're saying, well, Asher, you're putting them at 14. Yes, I am, because this isn't power rankings of who I like or want to see succeed. This is power rankings of where they should rightfully be placed at the beginning of the year based on what we know about them at this point. 14 is Rutgers. I like this team. I think that they're on the rise this year. I think they're going to have a more competitive year than they did last year, which isn't that hard to do because last year was a disaster. Greg Schiano, he's back. NFL experience. A guy that brings a new energy back to New Jersey. Can they get to a bowl game? No. You know, Are they going to win four or five games? No, they're not. Can they find a way to sneak in a win here or there? Yes, they can. And week one is an interesting time for them to try to sneak a win and really change the entire trajectory of their season playing Michigan State in week one. That's a game I'm going to be keeping an eye on, and I'm interested to see how that plays out on October 24th at noon on Big Ten Network. So Rutgers, a quarterback debacle where we don't know who's going to start yet. Is it going to be the Indiana transfer Vedral? Is it going to be... Uh, someone else for the Scarlet Knights. I think it'll probably be Noah Vedral, but they've said, Rutgers has said, they're going to play multiple quarterbacks in week one. So that'll be a weird dynamic to see. We'll see how long they stick with that strategy. But Rutgers has to be at 14, just given the lack of talent compared to other Big Ten teams. They do add some very key transfers. Of course, Aaron Cruikshank, the former Badger, is now at Rutgers, including other some other big-time transfers out of the Big Ten, guys leaving other Big Ten schools and heading to Rutgers, like Vedral, who I already mentioned, from Indiana. So they're really kind of taking 
lost pieces, and not even lost pieces. I mean, Cruikshank was a big part of Wisconsin last year. They're taking decent pieces from other Big Ten schools and bringing them to Piscataway, New Jersey. They're still at 14. 13, the Maryland Terrapins. One of the toughest schedules and a team that they gave up so many points last fall that if their defense looks in any way what it was like last fall, we're looking at a team that could go 0-8. I mean, seriously. Week 1, once again, and I mentioned Week 1 for Rutgers, Week 1 for Maryland is equally as big, if not even bigger for them, because I think they have slightly more expectations than Rutgers does. And at Northwestern is a must-win game for both of those programs to get started on the right foot this year, that Maryland-Northwestern game in Week 1. That's a fascinating game, too. I love I love the Big Ten, guys. We're going to have such a fun weekend next weekend. I can't wait. And I get to talk to you guys about it all week next week. I get to hype you up for it. Oh, we're back, baby. It's time. Like It's time to get it going. Let's go. Number 12, Michigan State. I'm very low on Mel Tucker right now. I don't like the way he left Colorado. I don't like the way he entered Michigan State. It's, a, it's not a great year uh, to have all these changes, right, of course. With all the changes that are going on with COVID-19 anyway, it's not a great year to try to establish a new culture. It's, it's very hard to do over Zoom, and I'll give Mel Tucker a pass there, right? Like, that's just a hard job for any new coach to do right now. Changing your entire program around and breaking in a new quarterback, new offense, new defense doesn't bode well for the Spartans. Number 11, Nebraska. I love hating on them on this show. I love saying that Nebraska is going to go 1-7. and seven. Are they going to go 1-7? and seven? I don't know. Would I like to see it happen? Because I can bring back that old clip of me talking about it like two months ago when I predicted that. that that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Fun vindication for me. And, and I think all Badger fans watching Nebraska absolutely struggle. Adrian Martinez. Like, what are we going to get? Who knows? I mean, the inconsistency there has been wild from week to week over the last couple of years for the rising junior. So what are we going to get from him? We don't exactly know yet. What are we going to get from Dedrick Mills? The offense is is inconsistent. Wandell Robinson, I like him as a piece at wide receiver. But the defense to me last year looked even more sketchy than the offense did at times. Obviously, Wisconsin loves to run all over Nebraska. And then their schedule comes into play. And you look at a team that really at their peak wins four games. That That's their ceiling this year. Number 10 is a team that I think could surprise some people, and that's Northwestern. you got to keep in mind with this Northwestern team, they're two years removed from a Big Ten West championship and Big Ten championship game appearance. Pat Fitzgerald is the guy there, right? Like, they have the consistency. You look at Michigan State, right? New coach, new offense, new defense. Yes, Northwestern's instituting a new offense. That's going to be important with a transfer quarterback in Peyton Ramsey, who, another Indiana transfer all of a sudden, all the Indiana transfer quarterbacks are stepping in and stepping into starting roles. Peyton Ramsey is going to be key for them. They had the whole mess last year that I don't even want to get into at the quarterback position when people said Hunter Johnson was going to be, you know, a five-star recruit like he was coming out of high school. And then, well, he wasn't. But new offense with Mike Pajakian, who is the new offensive coordinator. And they already have that Pat Fitzgerald-led toughness. I like them. And you look at their schedule with Peyton Ramsey at quarterback and what they can do with this schedule. So Maryland at home is a must win. I said that earlier when I was talking about Maryland in these power rankings. Then you have an interesting two-game split with Iowa and Nebraska. Iowa on the road, Nebraska at home. And I think that 
you got to get that Nebraska win. I don't expect them to go into Iowa and win on the road at Kinnick. I don't expect that to happen anymore without fans. I don't think they're capable of that yet, especially in Week 2 with a new offense. It's going to take some time. But if you pick up wins for this team, right, versus Maryland, versus Nebraska, at Michigan State versus Illinois, that's a successful season. A 4-4 four and four season to me for the Cats would be a solid year. And there's potential to go 5-3 and three there. I don't think it's going to happen. I think 4-4 four and four is probably the ceiling. 3-5 and five is probably the realistic expectation from me. But like I said, this is not a team you want to be playing week in, week out in the Big Ten. This is a more dangerous team than I think people are giving them credit for heading into the year. Number 9, Wisconsin's Week 1 opponent, the Illinois Fighting Illini. I don't need to sell you on why Illinois is dangerous even though Wisconsin completely shot themselves in the foot last year, and that was honestly more on the Badgers than it was on the Illini. Let's give the Illini some credit as 31-point dogs beating the Badgers outright. That's all I'm going to say about that game. No need to go into it anymore. They've experience coming back at quarterback. They've experience at head coach, and that's a great combination in college football. In all football, that's a fantastic combination to have. Lovey Smith, no beard, but I respect it. Brandon Peters, and they have the momentum coming out of last year, heading into a year... With a bunch of uncertainty, they have a push heading into this year. Are they going to get absolutely beaten down in week one? Yes, they are. Are they capable of winning four football games? Yes, they are. We'll see with them. Before I get back to the top eight of my Big Ten Locked On Badgers power rankings, let me tell you about Built Go. This stuff is magical. It's the solution to breaking through that wall. What is your wall in your day? What is that time of your day where you just need an extra kick, extra boost to break through? Ask yourself that question. And when you have that time of your day, everyone has it in their work day, right? Break through it with Built Go, the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy, but without that same crash feeling. It's like drinking a huge monster drink, but with less caffeine and better results, way healthier for you. Than drinking one of those things with three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and my favorite, chocolate mint. It combines energy gel with collagen protein. It's loaded with good stuff to ignite your work. And if you visit BuiltGo.com, B-U-I-L-T-G-O, capital G-O, that is, dot com, and use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, all caps, LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Break through that wall. Back to our Friday Big Ten Power Ranking Special here on Locked On Badgers. We got the top eight to release here right now for you. Also, if you disagree with me, if you agree with me, let me know. Either way, let me know on Twitter at ALOW underscore 33 at Locked On Badgers. Tell me what you think about all this. So, eight. I'm going with a team that I have been hyping up a little bit on this show. The Purdue Boilermakers. And why? Rondell Moore and David Bell in the same receiving corps. That 
is electricity waiting to happen. You got George Karloftis, who was the older brother of a Wisconsin target uh, at defensive end, 2021 Wisconsin target. Yanni Karloftis is his younger brother. They're both from West Lafayette, Indiana, Purdue born and bred guys. And George Karloftis is a special player in that defensive front line. They got playmakers on both sides of the ball. The O-line needs help. And they don't exactly have full trust in a guy like Jack Plummer at quarterback. But this team has the playmakers to win a couple games that you don't think they should win. And they opened, by the way, my my most interesting line of week one. And I'm going to give out all my week one betting predictions next week. And I'm going to do that every week here on Locked on Badgers. I think I'll make it a... uh, We'll try to make it like a a Tuesday or Wednesday thing. I'll decide which day we'll do it, but we'll do it every week. And I think Purdue-Iowa was one of the most interesting lines I saw. I saw Iowa open at like minus two and a half against Purdue. So that was lower than I thought it'd be. This team's getting respect in Vegas, and they should get your respect too because of Rondo Moore and David Bell. Those two guys are going to make people miss left and right in the Big Ten Conference. Number seven, a team I'm very low on heading into this year, and I've warned you about how low I am on them heading into week one as well. I think they have a ton of pressure on them, and I don't exactly know why. I talked about this earlier this week, but the Michigan Wolverines are not very good, ladies and gentlemen. This team just isn't that good. You got an unproven quarterback in Joe Milton. I think their offense will be slightly better than it was last year. Their defense against good football teams last year was nowhere to be found, and against bad teams beat them up. So stats are kind of hard to judge in that sense. Wisconsin gave them, I mean, an absolute masterclass last year on both sides of the football. It was picture perfect to watch. Jim Harbaugh is in trouble. Something's got to change in this tenure. Or, or, I mean, no conference titles in more than a decade for this team. Five straight losses to Ohio State. And those five straight losses are all during Jim Harbaugh's tenure. Where does he go here? Right? Like, where is he going to go? He's got to surpass some expectations. There's not been a single year where you said, going into the year, Michigan has surpassed my preseason expectations that I have for him. After that year is over, when you look back and say, the autopsy of that Michigan Wolverines football team in the Jim Harbaugh era, have they surpassed my expectations? I can't think of one year they have. That's a problem. Indiana at six, ahead of Michigan, yes. That's how much I believe in Michael Penix and what Coach Allen is building at Indiana. This team, speaking of momentum, heading into this season, and I do believe in that quite a bit. I don't. I don't think like it carries over in terms of a week one performance. I don't think it's that specific. I just think it's a general feeling of the program. If that program had a good year the year before, I think there's reason to believe that they're going to continue that upward trajectory and bring that energy into the following year as a whole. And things happen. Injuries happen. You know. Players transfer, coaches leave, whatnot. So it's not always consistent. But Tom Allen stays. Michael Penix is healthy. I believe in this team. And I think that fans, Wisconsin fans, should be worried about playing this team. I'm not looking forward to that game. It's one of the better, more experienced defenses in the Big Ten Conference. They're a dangerous football team, guys. Number five into the top five. Here we go. Top five. At five, the Iowa Hawkeyes. And this is the only place I could put them. They're clearly a step below 
my top four. And I haven't released which order I'm going to say that top four in, so I'm not going to give them all out. But you know the top four. And I'm about to get to them anyway, if you don't know. Iowa at five is really the only place I could place them. There are two issues with this team. We, we don't know who Spencer Petrus is. And then you have to play Ohio State, Penn State, and Minnesota. And Wisconsin. So the schedule is brutal. The quarterback situation, I think, is going to work out eventually, especially with a decent offensive line and a defense that can hold you in games. But at Minnesota, at Penn State, and sorry, they don't play Ohio State. I think I mentioned Ohio State. Sorry, they only play Minnesota, Penn State, and Wisconsin. That that's that's enough right there. At Penn State, at Minnesota, home at Wisconsin, that's brutal. It's not Nebraska level bad, but it, it's not great. Iowa at five, Minnesota at four. I think that they are a small step below the top three. I think they have a chance to knock off one of the top three. They return the second best quarterback, I think, undoubtedly in the Big Ten. A top receiver in this conference. You don't have Ohio State and Penn State. You have a really favorable schedule, honestly, when you think about it, for this Minnesota team. Because based on everything I've said about these rankings, they should be they should be Michigan at home, right? And they should be one, two, three, four, five, and zero oh, heading into that game in Madison. They have to beat Michigan, Iowa, and Purdue. I think they will be 5-0 and heading into that game in Madison. And boy, November 28th, that is going to be a day. I just hope we get there in this season. But November 28th at Wisconsin, that could be a marquee dandy. Two 5-0 and teams. Very favorable schedule for them. A chance to be a one-loss football team this year at 7-1. and I think that actually is probably the most likely option. For this football team. Losing at Wisconsin. Winning out the rest of the way. I don't see anybody else standing in their way. Right now. Penn State. At three. Can they get over the Ohio State hump? We don't really know. But James Franklin. And Sean Clifford. Can make things happen. I read a really good article. In the Daily Collegian. Which is. I believe the Penn State student newspaper. And. Their main student newspaper. And they were talking about the communication. Between. The new offensive coordinator at Penn State, kind of similar to the situation that Northwestern's going through with the new offensive coordinator, but a retained head coach. And that new offensive coordinator is Kirk Sirocco. I hope I'm saying that last name right. And Sean Clifford, and they were talking all the time, texting all the time, getting ready for this season. The relationship looks great right now on paper. I mean, it always kind of does before a season starts. Things happen during the season that can change that, obviously. But relationship looks great right now between the new offensive coordinator and Sean Clifford, and this offense has a chance to be special. Journey Brown, running back Journey Brown, has a chance to break out this year onto the Big Ten college football national scene, I think, at running back. And this team is really, really good. Obviously, their year kind of gets judged based on did you get past Ohio State? And that is still going to be a tough task. But it's one football game. So I think it's doable for a team with this much talent on the offensive side of the ball. Wisconsin at two. I mean, we talk about them 24-7 on this podcast, so I don't exactly have to give you a ton of reasons why. I think that the freshman class is going to make an impact this year. I think we're going to see Chimera DK, wide receiver, make an impact. I think we're going to see Nick Herbig, Malik Reed, some other freshmen step up and really be a part of what's building here. I think we could see 
Jalen Berger at running back be a part of something in his true freshman season? It's going to be a, a big year for true freshmen stepping forward. I think we'll see a few. But obviously this team, the bread and butter is the experience and the, and the leadership of guys like Jack Sanborn, Noah Burks on defense, of guys like a Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor, that wide receiver tandem on offense, of guys like Nikia Watson coming back after a year of experience to help a quarterback in Graham Mertz who will be making his first collegiate start. And we can't wait for a week from today. Trust me, we'll get tons of build-up to that next week on Locked on Badgers. And at number one, to absolutely nobody's surprise, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Justin Fields is a Heisman favorite. Ryan Day is just picking up where Urban Meyer left off and not missing a beat. They reload. They retool. Their defense is as talented as it's ever been. I mean, it's amazing. When you lose the number two and three pick in the NFL draft, you lose Chase Young and Jeff Okuda, and I'm still telling you guys, they haven't even taken a step back. That's how good their recruiting is. It is ridiculous. But as the genius Cardell Jones once said, former Ohio State quarterback, we don't come here to play school. We come here to play football. And that's true at Ohio State. It's not true at other places in the Big Ten. It's not true at Wisconsin. I can tell you that much. Haven't been there and gone to school there. But it's true there, and that's okay. That's who they are. And that's why they're one of the best football programs in the nation and the best football program right now in the Big Ten Conference. The class of the conference, the Ohio State Buckeyes coming in at number one. As always on Wisconsin, that was your Badgers Wire Power Rankings. Locked on Badgers, Badgers Wire Power Rankings. Coming at you on Locked on Badgers on a Friday. Next week, episodes will be up early in the morning. First thing you wake up, you'll have an episode on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, all leading up to Friday night's game. I can't believe I'm saying this to you guys. Literally, I have been through months of covering this football team, right? With no football. But that is changing on Friday, October 23rd, and I can't wait. You better tune in next week. You better stay locked in next week, as always, on Wisconsin.